0: Are you ready to bridge the gap in our current healthcare system and really help people that struggle with flexibility, mobility, and weakness? Hi, I'm Kim Narker, and welcome to Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, a business owner, successful startup podcast where I help you start, build, and grow your wellness business. Join me as I reveal real secrets to helping rehab professionals build a successful Proven wellness program that keeps their community away from reactive care. Hello, and welcome back to Rehab to Wellness Boss podcast and our new YouTube channel. And I want to introduce Brittany Gregorio. She is a content marketing guru. And guys, I'm bringing this to you today because Brittany and I really don't know each other. We met in a Facebook group that talks about podcasts and things like that. And I know how much my listeners really need to better understand the importance of content marketing. So I asked Brittany to join me on a podcast to really give us some good nuggets of what we can do to improve ourselves in the area of content marketing. So without further ado, Brittany, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself today? And welcome.
1: Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So my name is Brittany and I am the CEO and owner of Crafted Content. I am a content marketing specialist and I am a copywriter. I absolutely love what I do. And I actually started out in this space being a VA. So I started as a virtual assistant about probably about 10 years or so ago. And I was in that space for a while. And I started seeing, once I really was tuned into my audience, I really started seeing a lot of gaps in the market. And they all pointed to content and strategy. So I decided to just take my knowledge and know-how. And I gave my VA business an upgrade and became a content marketing strategist. I became certified in a very prestigious content marketing certification which was phenomenal for me. It was life-changing on so many levels. And here I am now, owner of Crafted Content and helping the entrepreneurs of the world up-level their content game. Awesome. So we're just gonna chit-chat a lot and I've got a
0: lot of questions to ask you to be able to help our listeners. So guys, get out a pen and paper because it's gonna be a very informative session here today. So I wanna start just by asking you, This is kind of what you said you wanted to talk about too. So we're going to jump in and just talk about how to truly stand out in your market. But before we jump there, I want you to just kind of tell us what our rehab professionals don't understand the difference in different marketing aspects. And marketing, when you say marketing, it's like saying healthcare guys, okay? Marketing is not one thing. It is so many things. So can you speak about in the realm of marketing, what is content marketing?
1: Right. So that's a great question. I know marketing is such a huge umbrella. So content marketing, first, let me just speak to what content is just to really address that because believe it or not, I do get asked that question. Content is any bit of information that you put out into the world about your business. It's every email that you send, every photo that you put up on social media, every caption that you put out on social media. So content is every little thing that goes out into the world about your business, about who you are and your brand brand. So content marketing falls underneath the umbrella of marketing because we can't just put stuff out into the world, right? You have to be very strategic about it and you have to have a good solid marketing plan specifically for your content. So I know when people think marketing, they're like websites, SEO, all of that fun stuff. And all of that matters, of course. But at the end of the day, if you don't have your content where it needs to be, nothing else matters. And it's funny you say that because guys, every one of you
0: know that when you started your business, if you're already a business owner and an entrepreneur or for those of you that are just starting, it just throwing a picture of a stretch here and there and a picture of your animal and there's no strategy behind it will not lead you to success in gaining a lead. And that's what you're wanting to get into your practice. You're wanting to take a person that is out in the world. You want to bring them into your little world, and then you want to be able to build your authority. So now that you've kind of told us what content marketing is, tell us how to truly stand out as an authority in our market. Now, our market at For Rehab to Wellness Boss is going to be a well care system for people who don't necessarily need a physical therapy, occupational therapy person. They don't need those services, but they still need the skill of someone to get their body to maximum performance, whether that's weight loss or healing, whether that is post PT exercise,
1: all of those things, wellness, basically. Beautiful. Yeah. No, this is probably one of my favorite questions. So within the industry that you just described, there are a lot of differentiating factors in there. And the number one thing That most entrepreneurs need to know is that you are what makes your business different. You are what sets it apart. You are what makes it unique. So you want to leverage your key differentiating factors. I always like to guide people to use three. So you want to pull your three top differentiating factors and leverage that into your content. What I'm seeing in the market a lot right now is a lot of what we call copy and paste content. What mm-hmm. does that mean? That means it's not yours. It's not your original, you know, you pulled it, you're trying to chase that virality. You've pulled it from someone or somewhere else because, hey, it worked for Sally Smith down the street, but lo and behold, you will find it will not work for you. You need to leverage your voice. So pull those three key differentiating factors, get those into your content, and then strategize how you're going to disperse of that content, right? And then another key thing that I like to always tell people is that don't feel like you need to tackle every single social media channel at once. You don't. Pick one. Tune into it, pick your favorite, pick where you're seeing a little bit more engagement or more importantly, where your people, where your target market's hanging out and just try that one. Over time, you'll get to all of them. But if you're taking on too much too soon, your content will suffer. You won't be able to keep up. You're going to get overwhelmed and your content is going to fizzle out and your audience is going to get bored and just move on to the next person. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You hit a nail on the head here and I want to just bring this point out and hit home with it. So guys, every single one of us in our profession sees, so we're on the wellness spectrum and wellness care and PT care are two different target markets. People that come in for physical therapy and they've got a physician's order and they're looking for rehab type physical therapy are not the customer that is looking for wellness services. So if you're thinking that you liked what a physical therapist said in their Instagram post or their YouTube channel or that, you take that and you share that out on your post, Again, you might not be resonating with your actual target market. So even though their stuff looked good, look at it and again, go back to those three values that she says, those three key things that differentiate you and maybe recreate that good idea into something that resonates more with the consumer that you're actually looking for. Would you agree with that, Brittany?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's so specialized, like you just said, you don't want to pull from something and have it not resonate. And then there's a total disconnect. You want to know exactly what your audience wants to hear and how to solve their problems. If you don't know their pain points in and out, It's going to hinder your content, you know, and in turn hinder your growth.
0: Absolutely. And guys, when we're talking about wellness, a wellness consumer is looking more at proactive care. What can I do to prevent? So these people have sought out functional medicine doctors. They don't typically hang out with MDs and things like that. Most of them don't go to the doctor unless it is something that they have to have an urgent operation or there's a diagnosis or something's really wrong. So this is a preventative care mindset that is looking to do something totally different than what you've ever been educated on. So make sure you are providing content that's based on that particular thing. That is awesome. So let's jump into like some common struggles, okay? So we've got two classes of, people that listen to this, to listen and following me. One is a new entrepreneur that is just starting out, that is looking to go into a wellness business, open a wellness business, and target a wellness customer. Okay. Another audience is a PT private practice that already has an established practice, has an established brand with their physical therapy services and want to bring in a wellness service into their practice. And that's a different target. So both of them have different struggles because, so let's talk about maybe the new entrepreneur, if that's okay, Brittany. So this new entrepreneur is coming in and they have got their Facebook and their Instagram account up. Our company, if they go to become a stretch mobility coach, which is my company and the stretch method. They get that in their program. So it's already built in and it already has all of the bells and whistles that is needed to start, but then they have to post content and they freeze. They're like, I don't know what to put out there. Let's get some juicy tips. So their struggles are they literally don't even know where to start. What would be some things that you would suggest for those people who are struggling with that?
1: Absolutely. So like we were just touching on, definitely your three key differentiating factors. What makes you different? Because we all have them. We're all special and unique in our own ways. But I think a really great tip that a lot of people are not talking about is don't be afraid to utilize your personal life journey and your stories in your content. You don't have to call them out every single time like, okay, well, this happened to me yesterday or this happened to me when I was five. No, I don't mean in that respect. But major life events that have shaped not only who you are, but who you are as an entrepreneur, because at the end of the day, your content is about standing in your core values. What are your core values as an entrepreneur? What are your core values as a human? How do you want your brand as a whole to be seen? So an example, because I thrive upon examples. So one example that I really love to share with people is that when I was younger, I was told I would never walk again. And I sat on that pity pot for a little while and I felt the emotions needed and when I I was ready, I released them. And I said, no, that's not an answer. That is an opportunity for me to find the one who is going to allow me to be able to walk. Long story short, it was a horseback riding accident and I completely blew out my knee and I was unable to walk for 10 years. So a lot of mental toughness, a lot of perseverance had to be had. And I saw a surgeon on top of surgeon, failed surgery on top of failed surgery. And then one doctor just looked at me and said, it's in your mind. You'll be okay one day. Okay. Well, here I still was 10 years later in an incredible amount of pain, unable to walk. And I would not stop. My friends thought I was insane. My family told me it was impossible. And then I met the man who literally pieced my leg back together and probably saved my life because that was a very difficult time in my life. So why do I share that story? Because as an entrepreneur, I don't stop. I don't stop for myself and I never stop for my clients. I will get answers and get growth at the end of the day for anyone that comes into contact with me. And it did show me a lot. I learned about myself a lot. With mental toughness, because being an entrepreneur, you really have to have a certain set of mental toughness to push through the white noise, push through all the fluff that's out there, and really get creative, especially with things like your content. So, I always like to urge people to use and leverage whatever you've been through in life, whatever it was, because there's probably a greater story that can play into, like I said, your core values and who you are as an entrepreneur and who you are as a brand. And the cool part about that is if they tell their story and resonate
0: with a customer and then lead into what they're going into and why they're passionate about it, guys, that's 30 posts. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of posts and that could be more posts than that. I'm just telling you, that's a lot of posts to be able to get that content out there. And don't think that a customer or someone listening to you isn't going to resonate or listen to that because I think in the healthcare field, we are helpers again. So we don't like to put the spotlight on ourselves. We like to put that spotlight on who we are helping because we really thrive on helping other people.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. And there's your authenticity must shine in your content. Like you're saying, like we're talking about real people. We're using real life examples. The audience and your target market will see that. Do they want a second rate version of you? No. Do they want a post where they can clearly see you chasing virality? No. They want to hear you. They want to see you. They want to know what you've experienced and why you're even doing this for a living. People really crave that knowledge and it develops and builds that no like, and trust factor. And once you have your fan base, they're with you for the long haul. They're not going to leave you. They're going to be your cheerleaders in the corner.
0: Absolutely. And your influencers, hopefully. So this is solid advice, not only for a new owner, but also there's private practices. I know they want to put wellness into their practices, but they lead with the misconception that they can target the same audience and say the same thing and just slap some information on their social media page that is already their PT page, maybe it's their Facebook page or their Instagram or their Twitter, and, you know, throw some content about wellness in there, it just gets kind of mixed up when you do that. Yeah.
1: It does. And there's a lack of clarity. So when your audience sees that the vision is kind of skewed a little bit or that you're posting some things that probably don't correlate with one another, they're going to keep on scrolling and they're not even going to bother because a lack of clarity leads to a confused market. Exactly. So when
0: they don't know what you do, then, I mean, they can come into your business and you'll still have that funnel of people that come into your business that can go into your wellness product, but really developing a content strategy around the target consumer that you're looking for is going to be important. And maybe building your brand in there of how you started out with PT, but you see that there is another need that is out there. You can build your content based on, hey, we're not able to help this person, this person, and this person. So now we're, you know, this is what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. And what I really like to suggest to the newest entrepreneur or the seasoned entrepreneur, entrepreneur, excuse me, (laughs) is just write. Now I am, I always have carry my pen and my pad with me everywhere I go. I am a pen and pal kind of a gal. So if typing is your thing type, but what I suggest to do is have, I call it my sloppy copy. You can call it a brain dump sheet, you know, however you like to call it and just write. Even if you really don't know what you're writing about, just write. Get your thoughts out. If you have any informationally based content that you want to put down on the sheet, put it down. Get your thoughts out, get your emotion out take a break, completely put it down and walk away for 24 hours and then come back to it. And you can pull so much content, probably 10 solid posts, if not more from just that one sheet of paper. So doing that is a great way. You know, if you're not nailing your content on the first try, that's perfectly normal. You should not be nailing it on your first try.
0: (laughs) So what's a good post? Let's say you've got a new owner and they just opened their business. They've got this great, beautiful Facebook page. They've got this many followers zero <laughs> you know, i'm going to be bringing that up later but what's a good starting post to start that out to start you know building your authority
1: Absolutely. So a simple introduction, but with a few, you know, informationally based lines in there, but just a simple introduction as to who you are, what you do, and how you are going to serve your people. Because at the end of the day, your content is about them, not you. So unless you're talking about, like we just talked about, you know, if you've been through something that made you the entrepreneur, you are great. But at the end of that post, you're going to have a one-liner saying why that helps you, you know, like I mentioned with never stop and with my clients and always getting them answers and always getting them growth, I end those types of posts with that. So a simple, you know, introduction and then, you know, putting in the work too. social media is amazing, amazing tool, but you have to do the work as well. You can't just post and they will come. Unfortunately, that's not the way it works. And I know it's time consuming, but you want to be creating relationships with other people. You want to be commenting, engaging. I know these things take a lot of time, but that's where your priorities need to be with creating meaningful relationships and making sure your content is on point.
0: I think those are good. And you mentioned briefly, Brittany, about platforms. Take one platform and stick to it. Kind of give us your thoughts on the differences in the platforms because your posting is a little bit different in each of the platforms.
1: It is. So it really all depends on where your target market's hanging out. Facebook is more friends, family, you know, people, posts can be a little bit lighter there. Instagram, I've personally found for my business, it really depends on each business, but for my business, it's more visual, you know, and a little bit, it can be geared more toward business a little bit, but I'm finding again, for me personally, that Instagram does really well when I'm talking about those life experiences, like we just spoke about. And then LinkedIn, You know, people have different views on LinkedIn. Some people will say it should just be business, you know, business posts do really well. But honestly, I'm finding, too, that it's the more personal stories that are doing well right now on LinkedIn. And, you know, I just wanted to add before I forget, too, because it's important to bring up the market. Whichever social media platform you post to the market seems to have a misconception about graphics, the busier, the better, almost the, you know, it's got to be beautiful with 20 different elements on it and all these scripts and fonts. And it's not. So I want to be sure to give that tip to your audience. It's the plainer, the better dial your graphics down. Cause I'm seeing a lot of very questionable graphics out there right now dial them down. Your graphics should be clean, crisp. They should have a photo of you on it, but clean, clean background. We don't need 10 neon colors hitting us in the face every time we're scrolling on Instagram.
0: And really, if you've branded your stuff, you really should stick to the typography. You should stick to the font that your brand is supposed to carry. You're supposed to stick to some colors and there's some deviances that you can go outside those colors, but you need to have like, we have branded colors and we have, you know, if you choose these two, then these three you can do with it. But We have specific colors to resonate with our brand so that a consumer really understands and can recognize what those colors are. So that is a part of what she's talking about
1: here. Absolutely. If you are branded, you want to stay on brand. If you're not, it'll take you a little while to find your brand. But once you have it, just stick with it so your audience can recognize it. It's all about that visual recognition. Yeah. And that took me
0: a long time to finally come up with my branding stuff. And because PT, I mean, we have clients and stuff, but I finally have it in my stretch mobility coaches. They get all that stuff in their program. They automatically get all of the branding and everything. So that's stuff that you don't have to do that typical people that are starting from scratch, you really don't have that day one. And it's it's a hard thing to pick until you figure out who your consumer is and what you're doing and what your message is and all of that. So great information on that. For people that are just starting out with no followers, you mentioned that they needed to do some work and to you know, do some comments and commenting. Kind of tell us what you're talking about there. I don't think everybody understands that. Let's say they have a business Instagram account or a business Facebook account, do they do that through their personal or do they do that through their business or what's the best way to maybe give them some tips in that area?
1: So again, people, it really does depend. And people do have different views on business account, personal account. Personally, I've had a ton of success with just going personal because that personal touch, that one on one touch, that human connection is what the market is really missing. So don't get so caught up on, oh gosh, I need business pages for everything that I do. You actually don't have to. If you have one, that's great. But people are really craving that, you know, authentic human touch right now. So let's say you're the new business. Let's say you're all set up on Instagram, for example, and you have zero followers. Again, you want to just put out a couple of introductory posts. You want to absolutely include video because again, people like to look into your eyes. They like to hear the words actually coming out of their mouth as they're coming out of their mouth. And sometimes Greg, you know, we get a completely different feel of who someone is with a graphic first a video. So you want to do some introductory posts, as I just said, some videos, and then you know, pick a hashtag that's relevant to your business, follow it, and go and engage on some other people's pages. Wherever you think that your people are, your ideal client, You let's just say, for example, it's a stay-at-home mom. I'm just throwing that out. You can hashtag stay-at-home moms. You can look in the search bar at the top of Instagram, stay-at-home moms, and you can go and you can say, oh, okay, here's Susie Smith. She's a stay-at-home mom. This is my ideal client. You go onto her profile and you want to engage engage and like and comment on maybe two to three of her posts. It takes less than 10 minutes. And then she's going to see, "Wow, this person really cares. They are meaningfully engaging in my stuff. I'm going to go back and follow them because now I trust this person and I like this person. So you do have to put in that work. I follow hashtags, I follow influencers, some people, influencers that I really love. I'll take a look at their followers and just go engage because I personally, I want to create and help as many entrepreneurs as possible. So I will always go and, oh, wow, that's a really great picture of your dog. You know, like really meaningfully engage with them because- nothing is worse. That's a little dramatic, but truly nothing is worse than just receiving a cold message from someone that you don't know. And they're like, Hey girl, I see that you're in network marketing. Come and join my workshop. Well, number one, I'm not in network marketing. Number two, I have no idea who you are. Number three, your workshop does not you know, it's not relevant to me in any way, shape or form. So we don't want to do that. (laughs) I think that's great. And you know what people post things,
0: Facebook is full of posts every day. And so is Instagram. So to be able to go in, I love how you said, go into a hashtag or just go into people, maybe that are in groups or things like that, wherever they're hanging out, guys go in there and just search. And you're going to see, for example, people that hang out at you know, a chiropractor, a local chiropractor, you can see all of his followers. You can click on those. Would you say friend request them? Is that what you're saying is your first step?
1: You can. And if that's not comfortable for you, just go ahead and engage. Um, because nine times out of 10, they usually come right back to you.
0: Which is cool. And you do that. And now you just put your brand in front of that person. They may be looking for something, they may not be looking for something, but what a great tip that I guys write that down. Now, I want to pull out something that you said here. And I'm going to call us out because most of my listeners, when they're starting a business, when you said that word video, and I know everybody just turned as pale as possible, like, You want me to get on a video? I'm just not ready to get on a video yet. And let's dig into why that is so important in your content marketing.
1: Absolutely. So kind of like we just touched on a few moments ago, when you put up a graphic, it's great. It's a graphic. It's visually pleasing to the eye. Your caption is really good. Awesome. But you might not know what that person looks like. You probably don't know what they sound like. And for you to really develop and hone into that relationship, again, they need to look into your eyes. They need to hear the words coming out of your mouth when they come out of your mouth. So here's the thing. And you probably wouldn't even ever know it. I used to be terrified of videos terrified. I mean, full-blown anxiety attack. I It would take a hundred takes to do a 20-second video. I mean, I was truly terrified because let's face it, this is out of everyone, I'm sure, our comfort zone. For me personally, there's something a little just kind of off with talking to my phone, right? Maybe if I'm doing a live, I'm talking to someone that may or may not be there. That's not... A comfortable feeling. Put me in a room physically with 500 people and I'll talk your ear off all day long. That doesn't bother me at all. But there is something a little bit off putting with having cameras in your face, having lighting, talking to your cell phone. I totally get it. So, this is what I'm going to say start small. Okay. We're not. We're not conquering the earth in three days here. Okay. Start really small. If it's a 20 second video that you can clip it and put it as a reel on Instagram or use it as a reel on on Facebook now, do that. Okay. Don't overthink because again, your authentic self needs to chime through. I have three kids and one is an 11 month old baby. And sometimes when I'm recording or doing a podcast or just recording a video for the day, I'll have one of my kiddos popping with me. That's okay. I don't hide that fact. I am a mom of three boys and that just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And don't mask that up because what I find trips entrepreneurs up a lot is that they feel the need to have it be perfect that none of us are perfect. We all make mistakes and we all have real lives. Don't try to mask that, okay? People want to see that because they will connect with you better. So start really small. Start off with maybe 20 seconds and work your way up to 40 seconds. Before you know it, you'll be posting videos. But the one thing that I will say to that is usually two minutes and under is a good rule of thumb. We don't really want to be posting, especially if they're just going right onto a social media platform. You don't want to be talking for 45 minutes. You'll lose your audience. You want to get in there. You want to give a two a really great two minute tip or, you know, how you can best serve someone that day. And then that's it. So we want to cut through the fluff. I used to be so guilty. Every time I did a live video, I would come on and be like, Hey guys, happy Monday. I'm so excited to be here. I'm just waiting for a few people to pop on. This was several years ago. And I realized people actually don't like to do that because now they've been watching you for five minutes and they still have no idea why they're watching you. You haven't said it yet. That so you don't want to be if, if crazy.
0: If you're just
1: same. shooting it,
0: I'm like, I'm out. I'm just done.
1: Exactly. So, you know, you don't have to be abrupt, but you want to get in there You because we all have three seconds. You have three seconds on social media to make an impression. Three seconds from the time somebody comes to your video, three seconds before they're going to scroll or stay on to watch your video. So you just want to make sure, you know, you have a pleasant smile on your face. You have a nice tone of voice. You want to give your tips be done.
0: (laughs) I think that's great. And I think another thing that we need to hit on here, I too have the same story. Guys, I've been doing video now for nine years, but I hired a team of people to come in and help me do my marketing videos. And I paid a lot of money for them to come in and I walked them out. At the end of the day, I walked them out and went, you have to leave because I couldn't pull myself together in front of them. And I felt so awkward and I had to just do retake after retake after retake. And now I can jump on and do anything. It doesn't bother me. But I bitterly paid for somebody to come in and I had a crew and I had to walk them out because I'm like, you got to leave. I can't do this with you here. So wherever you are, just show your authentic self. I think that's a great tip, Brittany. So want to kind of move and shift just a little bit to, and when we're talking about content marketing I don't want to leave people with the understanding that when they put information out there and they don't have followers, that they're immediately going to have a customer, okay? Because that is a is, they're like, they, they throw all of their energy into it and they don't get a customer. There's an expectation that's not being met there. So can you kind of touch on that just a little bit?
1: Absolutely. Fantastic question. So first and foremost, it takes time. It takes time. So much time. And you just have to have that mental toughness, that perseverance, stay calm. And especially right now with, you know, the economy being what it is, it's just going to take a little bit of time and just know it's not you. You just have to hang in there and push through. I always like to tell people you want to put your blinders on and you want to put your head down. Don't worry about what your competition's doing. Don't worry about what famous influencers are doing. Do what you do best. Blinders on, Head down and you will come out strong in the long game because you're in this for the long haul. You did not become an entrepreneur to be an entrepreneur for a year and then say, okay, this is too hard. I'm moving on to something else now. That's probably not why you took this journey. So you want to really just hang in there and be patient. Okay. You want to really hang in there and be patient. So with that being said, um, it's it's always good to have clarity as we discussed earlier and you want to know your audience's pain points. When that you have that in mind and you're thinking service first always your content will come. So take that sheet of paper, write it all down, be patient, continue to get out there and if you're not converting the way that you want to or engaging You need to look at that. So content marketing does take a little bit of A-B testing, okay? You're going to have to test certain graphics, certain statements, certain times of the day even. You're going to have to really get comfortable, the patient, with testing, So that's a really big component too. You know, and every business is different. Every time zone is different. So it, you know, what works for me at 9 a.m. Eastern might not work for you at 9 a.m. Pacific. So it's just going to take some A-B testing. But, you know, another piece of advice that I like to give entrepreneurs is that when you stand strong in your convictions as an entrepreneur and your core values within your brand, that gets engagement. I mean, there's just no way it's not going to. So perhaps you're not leveraging your story. Perhaps you're not leveraging your core values to the way that you need to be. And that sort of leads me into, you know, when you, because I'm also a copywriter, writing content and doing things like writing copy is about being a storyteller. So you want to be sure that you are sharing And telling your story effectively, efficiently, and frequently. Okay, don't be afraid of that. Really keep going and get your story out there and and make sure that it is enticing. I mean, the last thing that we want to do is put a boring piece of content out there. You want to create, you know, your first line should be not fluffy. It should be quick. Get, okay, wow, I want to see what, you know, Susie is up to today. So we want to be quick to the point and eliminate any type of white noise where we can. I like how you,
0: it's funny how you went into that because I wrote down my next thing is talking about copy and copywriting. It is totally not unusual for a therapist to just go, oh, I like what she said. So I'm just going to copy and paste what she said. And that's going to be my post today, guys, Your copy is your copy and it is the type of target that you're wanting. So even like me, I pay for a copywriter that does my emails and my copywriter does some of the content on my website and copywriter does many things within my practice. So the content you're taking is truly me and my copywriter making sure that it's our copy. For you to just go and do that, number one, it's illegal because it's copywritten. You can't go and just take copy from someone else. So let's touch on copyright material here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So copywriting, like I just you know touched on, is just really about that story. And if you don't have a deep passion for copywriting, like I do, that's okay. Not everybody does, and you're going to end up hating it if you don't truly love it. So if At the end of the day, if copywriting is just not your jam and you want to be more focused on those income-producing activities, um, you know, activities that are going to bring you a profit, and let's be honest, you want to go and shine in your genius. Do you really want to be writing your copy? I'm not sure I can answer that question for you. But if that's the case, then you need to work with a strategic copywriter, somebody like a content marketing strategist, (laughs) to really help you pull out your story. And like you said, you know, you work with a copywriter, for your emails and get it out on social media. And the beauty about that is things can be repurposed always because you want to make sure that you are constantly getting your message out there. You don't have to use the same words every single time, but that beautiful evergreen library that either you or, you know, a copywriter has created for you, you can repurpose them and it will get so much easier for those messages to just keep coming to you. But definitely, you know, don't force it. If you know that copywriting and creating content is not your thing, that's okay. You know, work with someone knowledgeable to help you. And they're going to be able
0: to provide so much more details than you will provide for yourself. Again, we're not a person that likes to boast what we do or who we are, but a copywriter can go in and learn a little bit about you and then build your persona up and the tone and everything. So guys, to spend money on a copywriter and someone else that's going to do content for you is going to allow you to focus on what is important in your business, which is other components of marketing besides just the content component. And the sales component, because with those two things, those are the most important things that you need to be able to have a business because guys without sales, you don't have a business.
1: Exactly, exactly. And oftentimes it goes deeper too. I mean, my team and I, we monitor our clients' social media. We engage for them. We run the whole social media for, you know, the whole show for them on top of writing all of their content and copy, sending out their emails so that the entrepreneur can truly just go and focus on what they love to do. Because if you don't love to do this kind of work, it will come out forced and it won't be your best self, you know? We work, I go through a very comprehensive process with my clients and I get to know them in and out. Their business becomes my priority and I am just as emotionally invested in their business as they are. And I have a whole sit down with them, a whole Zoom strategy session where we really dig deep and I will monitor their social media accounts and I will look at any type of content you've put out in the past. So it goes so much deeper then, oh, this is just content or, oh, this is just a piece of copy. It goes so much deeper than that. So if you're struggling, you know, if you're having a hard time with that, then definitely reach out to someone who's knowledgeable in this space. And you know, the financial aspect of it, yes, I totally 100% hear you. But oftentimes it's not as expensive as you think. <laughs> well,
0: it's so again, when we're ranking, if you, if you rank as an entrepreneur, what you're good at, and then rank the price of what you need to get paid at what you're good at, and then everything else on the outside, you outsource so that you can be good at what you're good at. That's where you're going to uh, be able to get the best bang for your buck. So I think that's great advice. Um Last thing, you mentioned something called a hashtag. And a lot of our millennials and younger really know what hashtags are. But for us older individuals, that's kind of one of those words like, okay, I know I need to put a number mark before I write something.
1: What does that mean? So hashtags are a great way to search things. So for example, if I'm looking for a physical therapist, will say, or a chiropractor in my area. I will go on Instagram and I'll do hashtag local chiropractor. I live in the Hudson Valley area of New York. I'll do chiropractor Hudson Valley. And it's a great tool to utilize for when you're searching for something. Now, some people might not agree with me on this. There are some out there who will say that you must use hashtags at the end of all your uh, your copies so that it'll get boosted. You'll beat the algorithm. You'll appear in other people's search. I'm gonna disagree with those people politely on that. There has been no studies that links the benefits of hashtags. Let's be honest for a minute. There's really not. Sometimes I use them, sometimes I don't. And my business has not, it's not a make or break. So if you are not feeling like you want to use hashtags, don't use them. Your business will still thrive without them. But if you want to use them, go ahead and use them. I, Personally, I have found that hashtags are great if I'm tagging a local location, or like I said, for example, I'm in the Hudson Valley, a region of New York, I will, you know, tag myself as Hudson Valley, you know, Hudson Valley content or whatever, just using that as an example. Or if I'm looking for something local and I'm tagging my location in Instagram, that's a great thing to use Just local hashtags for your local people. Other than that, don't feel like you need to use them, but they're great for a search tool, of course.
0: I think that's a great thing. Again, you go in and put local Cairo like through Instagram, and then you see who follows that Cairo. Those guys are your target people that you can start conversing with. So I think that's great information. So based on the questions I ask you today, and of course, I'm in this healthcare field too. I do. I think I do better at marketing just because I know more than your new entrepreneur coming in, or maybe some of the ones that don't do the marketing part of their business. What have I left out here that we really need to touch on today for these people for content marketing?
1: Oh, wow. I I mean, I think we've covered it all. We went over graphics, we've covered the copy, being authentic. I think that we've really covered everything that we need to. We gave the audience some really amazing informational pieces. Um, The one thing that I will say when developing a strategy is don't be so focused on just the informational content. So that's called how-to content. And marketers in general have been taught that just how, how-to how content is the only thing that you need to get out there. That is 100% wrong. Because like we touched on before, they want to see you. They want to hear your life experiences. They want to see you know, if a kiddo pops into the video. People People really like to see that. So don't get caught up on so much informationally based content. And then that leads me into don't post a novel. When you're posting on social media, it does not have to be 20 pages long, you know, have almost like a hamburger, right? You want to have the bun, you want to have the meat, and then you want to have the other bun, maybe some cheese or tomato in there if that's your jam, but we don't need to be posting novels. You can, sometimes a quote will do it sometimes. And I'm not saying to not post long posts. If it warrants a long post, it warrants a long post. That's completely fine. But let's not do that every single day.
0: I think that's great. And, and sometimes I think a quote goes a long way. People can resonate with those quotes. So it's pretty cool. Anything else maybe that you can give us before we jump off here, tip wise? I
1: mean, it's no, there's no harm in ever reiterating to just be authentic and just to be patient. You know, do remember that we are experiencing some hefty economic hardships right now. And it's not you. If you're you know, if certain things are happening on your social media or certain things are happening with your content, just know it's probably not you, but it's not going to hurt to reach out to someone and maybe just get a second opinion on that. I mean, anybody can always reach out to me for words of advice or help at any time. And I'll always be very honest and direct with you. And then the one most important thing I will say to the audience is clarity always. Authenticity, always, yes, but clarity, clarity, clarity. If I'm on social media scrolling and I come across your Instagram bio and I still have to question who you are and what you do, I'm going to keep on scrolling. So this might take a little bit of time to officially gain clarity. What I would say is if you're struggling with your messaging and in any way, shape, or form, I want you to hit the pause button. And I want you to walk away from it for three days, maybe four, two or three days usually doesn't. And you trust me, there's just something about that process. Do your writing, walk away from it, come back to it, and you'll see it with a whole new set of eyes.
0: I think that's wonderful and some great nuggets, Brittany. I really appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate all of this information, guys. This is just one component of marketing and i know that this is an area that you don't know a whole lot about so reach out to people who know what they're doing instead of dabbling in something that you don't know what you're doing when you can focus on sales and gaining a customer in different ways because again marketing again is like the word healthcare okay it this is one component of it and stay the course. It is not going, you don't expect to get a customer from one post. If you do get a customer for one post, great, that's fine. But don't let that be the expectation that ongoing every post, you're going to get a customer. And then when you don't, then you stop doing it. That is not how content marketing works. Um, Brittany, can you tell us exactly how to get in touch with you for those um, people who um, maybe do want to reach out and connect with you.
1: Oh, absolutely. So my site is still in the works. It should be done within the next week or two. I've actually gone through a terrible time with that, but I have an amazing person doing it right now. So that should be done soon. You can find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can always send me an email, info at craftedcontentagency.com. And uh, otherwise, just shoot me a DM on social media. And guys, if you're listening to the podcast or you're listening to this on YouTube,
0: you're going to be able to have those links available below this. So you can go click on those links and get in touch with Brittany because she can be a wealth of help for you. Again, don't do something you don't know how to do because you're just going to get very frustrated with it. And it's really not the area. Your good idea or your good vision needs to go towards getting a customer better. That's just what you do very well. So Brittany, again, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate all that you brought to the table here. And guys, I can't wait to see you on the other side when you level up. To become a new wellness business entrepreneur, or if you're that private practice that wants to actually start a wellness service, then just tune in to other episodes where we teach you more strategies and ways to build your wellness practice. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining. Mm For joining us today on the Rehab to Wellness Boss Podcast, where you, a rehab professional, can start, build, and grow your very own successful wellness cash practice. If you're ready to level up and become a stretch mobility coach, then head on over to our website, www.thestretchmobilitycoach.com. This website will take you through the next steps needed to practice as a stretch mobility coach. Come on over.